G'day there, Jess here, and welcome back to the Create and Thrive podcast. This is episode 283, and today I'm very excited to bring you an interview with Yulia Anderson of Matryoshka Doll Shop. Uh, one of the reasons I'm excited to bring this to you is I think you'll find it incredibly useful. Another reason is because I absolutely loved talking with Yulia. And the third reason is because she is actually a long-term listener of the Create and Thrive podcast. And we discussed that in this episode, uh, how when she was thinking about starting her handmade business, she found this podcast and kind of binge listened to it and would listen to it while she was embroidering and taking care of her baby. And, you know, that's one of the things I love about having a podcast is people can, can listen while they do other things. And it was a big reason why I started the podcast in the first place, because I figured it was the perfect medium for makers to learn because you can just listen while you work. So, uh, Yulia talks a lot about her success on Instagram in this episode. She has, as of recording 169,000 followers uh, in less than three years on Instagram and she says that that's definitely been a big part in the success of her business which has been her full-time gig for a little while now and uh, she goes into how she managed to grow her following on Instagram the strategies she used she's a very hard worker and she has put her heart and soul and her mind and all of her effort into growing her business over the last few years. So she shares that journey while having two children, by the way. (laughs) So I personally think that's incredibly impressive and she's done an amazing job. So I was really, really happy that she agreed to come on the podcast and share her story with us all today. Before we dive in to the interview, I just want to remind you, if you have an Etsy shop, I'm running the Etsy Shop Spring Clean Challenge over on YouTube right now. It is a free two-week challenge where I'm taking you through 10 steps to spruce up your Etsy shop for spring. Now, of course, if you are one of my Australian or Southern Hemispherian listeners, uh, you'll be like, be like, Jess, it's autumn. What are you talking about? <laughs> yes, here it is coming into autumn and it is a beautiful autumn after a very hot and wet Uh, well mostly wet and stormy summer here so I'm enjoying the blue sky days and I'm sure a lot of you are too Uh, but I know that the majority of you who listen to this show are actually in the northern hemisphere mostly in the US so I know for you you are now coming into spring and that's why I decided to do the spring clean challenge Uh, personally it works for me it doesn't matter when you do it. Uh, <laughs> the point is to do it at some sort of regular interval, uh, going through these steps and updating these little things. And the point of this challenge is to allow you to do small things each day that you can fit into your workday. I'm not going to ask you to like rephotograph your shop or completely rethink your branding. I'm just going to be guiding you through small improvements you can make that when you add them all up and put them all together will help you to revamp and overhaul your shop. So if you'd like to participate in that, just head on over to YouTube, the youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den. That is my channel. You will find all the videos there. Make sure to subscribe and hit the notification bell so you don't miss any future episodes over there. Uh, I'm doing the challenge as well. So I'm actually doing uh, each step alongside you, making sure that my shop is up to scratch at this time so i hope you enjoy it if you are let me know on instagram at create and thrive is where you can find me on instagram and of course 
Last but definitely not least, I want to give a shout out and a thanks to all the members of the Thriver Circle, my membership community for makers. I don't run ads in this podcast. It relies solely on your support, my listeners, uh, by buying one of my courses, one of my critiques, or joining the Thriver Circle and getting access to my Your Year to Thrive course, which is a year-long course that will teach you everything you need to know to start and grow a thriving and profitable handmade business. And of course, the 40 plus video workshops that are inside the circle plus our community access to me every weekday in our community and multiple live events each month as well there's a lot going on there the point of the circle is to speed up your progress you know you can learn all of this stuff for free absolutely listening to this podcast watching my youtube channel googling stuff learning from friends and colleagues but the point of joining the circle is to fast track your progress and especially with that your year to thrive course it's very in-depth and sequential and it takes you through all different aspects no matter where you're selling um, you know if you're one of my setup shop students setup shop is all about selling specifically online but your year to thrive is much much bigger than that it covers all elements of running a handmade business no matter where you want to sell no matter what you're selling or what sort of business you have so that is the point of that and of course having that support and um, being able to work with me and ask me questions and I do shop critiques and all sorts of stuff so thank you for your support if you have uh, purchased anything from me in the past or plan on doing so in the future I couldn't afford to do this without you thank you so much all right so let's get into today's interview i hope you enjoy this one if you do let me know on on instagram and make sure to go follow um yulia on instagram as well she's at matryoshka doll shop if you're not sure how to spell that look in the show notes (laughs) it's down there in the show notes and of course i will link to her on my instagram in the next few days as well thank you so much for being here and listening to the show now let's get to it do you want to grow a thriving profitable handmade business my name is jess van den and i'm here to help you do just that I took my own handmade business full-time in 2010, and since 2013, I've helped thousands of makers, just like you, create and grow successful handmade businesses. So, are you ready to thrive? Let's get learning. Welcome everyone, I'm here today with Yulia Anderson from Matryoshka Doll Shop. Say that five times fast. Um, I had to practice before (laughs) recording. It's one of those words I've seen my whole life. And I actually have this adorable set of uh, measuring cups that are actually Matryoshka dolls, which I love and I use all the time. So Yuli is here today to talk about her amazing business. Welcome to the podcast. Well, hi, Jess. Uh, Thank you for having me. I'm very happy to be a guest on one of my favorite podcasts. (laughs) <laughs> that's so excited so exciting i love i love having uh listeners on the show uh especially people like yourself who've done such an amazing job of growing your businesses business which is obviously what we're here to talk about today not only have you grown an amazing successful business but you've also grown a really um large following on instagram so we're going to be talking about that a little bit as well today kind of how you did that but before we dive into the details can you just give us a little bit of background on who you are how you came to do what you're doing today and that why you started your business yes yeah, sure i'll be happy to so um I um, have always been very creative and did all sorts of crafts throughout the years. Um, 
I started with jewelry, I did cards, um, Christmas decor, wreaths, ornaments, you name it. I crocheted and did embroidery. Now this year I'm getting to weaving. So just all kinds <laughs> of stuff. Um, we creative people, we just can't sit still. We always need to do something. And um, so um, all those were my hobbies. And um, I love doing markets and craft shows, craft fairs to set up a booth and bring my products. And it was a lot of fun for me to, um, you know, after you make so much, you kind of accumulate all that stuff and you need to <laughs> somehow get rid of it. So it was a fun way for me to um, get out and earn some extra cash so that I could go back to the craft store and spend it on more craft supplies. Mm -hmm. um, Sounds familiar. <laughs> yes. Um, so I did that. Um, and so then um, a few years ago, I noticed that embroidery, which I learned it in middle school, and that was a long time ago, it's become very popular. It's this old fashioned craft that kind of came back um, mm. and people really got into it. And I um, wanted to get back to it myself because I I uh, missed it. I, I knew how to do it. And I thought, oh, let's give it a, you know, another go. Um, and so I started stitching again, but it didn't make sense for me to do craft shows with that because these pieces that I create, they're small. And so to have a booth, I would need a lot of inventory. And mm -hmm. because it's a very time consuming um, craft, um, I could spend hours and days and maybe a full week on one piece. And that just wasn't really working out for me to do craft shows with that. And um to be able to price that accordingly too. Mm -hmm. um, so I figured, you know what? I think it's time for me to start an Etsy shop. Um, I know the e-commerce is uh, booming um, and what better you know, time to, to do it. And I, at the time I was uh, already staying home or with my child because before I was working full-time and I just couldn't really afford to um, give all that time to that. So now I was a little bit more free and I said, okay, let's open the shop. So um, I did that. I opened my Etsy shop in 2019. Uh, that was almost three years ago. And um, my first year was very slow. I worked very hard day and night. I was stitching like crazy. And at the end of the year, I made nothing. I literally made like $2,000 and it was terrible. I put in so much work and I had nothing to show for it. Didn't have any return. And that was, it was pretty discouraging, but I was mm -hmm. determined to um, make it work because I was very passionate about it. So then my second year was better. I made some changes, um, uh, kind of became, found ways to become more uh, productive and efficient and better products. So then I was able to replace my old job income in my second year. And so I felt good about that. Um, then my third year right now, it's um, um, finishing my third year. I can finally say that um, I have a successful handmade business that is bringing meaningful income and um, I love what I do and I love being my own boss. So right now I'm at the point where I can say I it's working out and um, this is where I want to be. 
That's really awesome. And I, I, I love that trajectory in that, you know, you say that whole first year you worked so hard, but just didn't seem to be working. Mm-hmm. But then you made some changes and then, you know, things started to For pick sure. up. Sure. It's Can all about that. Me? It's all about learning yeah. and growing. And I mean, I still work very hard. I still work a lot and I'm busy, but I have now I have results. So at least, you know, I have the fruit from what I put in, I get out of it. Yes. And it's so fr- it's, it can be so disheartening to people when they are starting out and they're doing all this work and really not seeing any return. Um, and I really try to stress to people that that's really normal. Like it takes a lot of time in the beginning because you're learning so much about business running business getting started you know trying to improve your craft even that you know it can take that time to build momentum yes, in your business for sure but that's totally normal yeah you can't you can't really start a ladder being at the top you gotta get climb all those steps one by one and nobody starts there you we all start mm. at the beginning so it is hard for you but it's probably hard for everybody and i like this phrase I read somewhere, don't compare your chapter two to somebody's chapter 20. Mm. You know, it makes sense because it's just totally different. Um, you know, you, you can't, I mean, it's normal to get discouraged. I understand. I did get discouraged many times, but also I was very motivated because I saw what people can do. Uh, mm. And I knew if they can, so can I. So I knew it was possible. And that was pushing me to keep going. So. I love that. That's great. So can we pinpoint maybe some of what those changes were that you made or some of those steps that you took that start you started to see results from? Oh, for sure. Yes. Um, so why I started analyzing why I put in all that uh, work and all the time and didn't it didn't come to anything. Well, I was really really underpricing my work because mm-hmm. the first year you're transitioning from be, it being a hobby to making it into a business it's hard for you know makers to at first un- unless you already started with the idea of i'm gonna build a business and make money um mine was a slow process and i was still in that hobby mentality um mm-hmm. So yeah, I was underpricing my work uh, very much, very badly <laughs> and um, <laughs> practically working for nothing. So that was a, my main mistake, I think, something I've learned. So I got rid of all the items that were very time consuming to make and I couldn't really charge that much because, I mean, I know I wouldn't pay it for sure mm-hmm. if I was, but um, so I got rid of those and I brought in more products that were quicker projects, but I knew people wanted them. So I knew they would have a market and they would sell. I offered uh, personalized items that I could charge more for. Um, I just uh, learned everything about batching, um, not just even in the process of making your uh, product, but batching everything like photography, taking all the photos. So you're set for the next month in your Mm -hmm. content, um, batching and um, ordering supplies. I used to, okay, I'll get this one here, this one store here. Uh, And (laughs) so, I mean, every day I was buying something on all these different places, going places, websites, uh, just do it all at once, (laughs) Um, you know, batching in like I didn't need to go to the post office um, every time one order comes in, you know, I didn't mm-hmm. have to go twice a day. That was not <laughs> a good way to spend my time. So all those things you just learn in the process. Um, I listened to all kinds of podcasts and everything I could get my hands on just to learn about ways to be more efficient and, you know, the um, manage my time, organized and 
redid all my like a studio space where everything is very like quick reach so I don't have to go search in my closet which box is there <laughs> so everything I just grab it all make it quicker more efficient um just you know changes like that um and um that definitely helped a lot mm-hmm. um what about when it comes to products? Because obviously you started off selling embroideries, but in your shop you also now have kits and you have patterns. So when, how did that all come about? Yes. Well, actually, that's probably the biggest change that I forgot to mention. Um, <laughs> yes, I knew I couldn't build a sustainable business if I kept you know, spending five hours to make this one piece. Um, so I, um, it was a little pretty steep learning curve but I I saw this talk about digital patterns and just um, downloadable items and I thought okay they say passive income this is exactly what I need and um, um, yeah it took some learning I took some time it it wasn't easy for me at all but I, I knew this is the way to go so I learned the program and started creating digital patterns for my um, designs so before people could only buy a finished piece that I make for them but then there was a huge market of people who wanted to do the craft themselves mm-hmm. and so then I wanted to target them and there was such huge demand for it so I started making patterns and kits and sell supplies mm-hmm. so that people can do it themselves themselves and with the patterns I think right now they bring the majority of my income and for the most part I'd say it's pretty passive at first I have to put in a lot of time and effort to create it but then after that uh yeah I mean I would say it's pretty much passive so um yeah that was a huge switch and it made a big difference do you think um, the times had something to do with that? Like the fact that you sort of came into all of that around COVID lockdown you know, I times? I would say so. That, yes, yeah. I, I think so. That's what my husband said. I think mm. um, it will, my business was already starting to grow a little bit because I had already started making some changes, but it mm. definitely amplified it. And um, yes, it did help. Um I just started offering what people needed at the time. And, Mm -hmm. you know, if you want the pro, if you have the product that people want, it's important, you know, you can create all you want that you like, but if you want to make money, you got to sell what people want. Yes. That's a very, very important point. (laughs) And it can be a hard one for us to, to come to terms with, uh, as creatives, because we're so used to just making for ourselves, um, which is fine Mm -hmm. until you want to make a business out of it in which case you really do have to understand your customer and what they want and what they're looking for Mm -hmm. because by making those alterations it can make all the difference like it has with you you know adding those parts into the business you weren't particularly comfortable with at first but you know it was worth the effort to learn it and uh, it's paid off for you definitely so let's talk a little bit about instagram when did you start on that and what's your strategy with that and what what has worked for you to grow such a following on Instagram? I think you said you had something like 150,000 followers. Yes, I just on. reached 150,000 followers on Instagram. I've had it for about three years. I started about the same time as I opened my shop and uh, it's crazy. I mean, I think <laughs> I, I think I did pretty good. It is a lot of work. It's not like mm-hmm. I just went viral one day and I wake up to this number. <laughs> no, it's been a lot of steady growth and a couple of times um 
it, I, I kind of did get lucky because maybe I figured out the strategy or something. I don't know. I, I kind of found a way that it works for me and I went with it and it brought, um, so in this three year path, two mm-hmm. times I had, um, what happened is in three months I earned 30, I gained 30,000 followers that happened mm-hmm. twice to me. The first one was, um, I first started it. I didn't know anything about Instagram. I just felt like I needed to have it. Um, so, and I kept posting and posting and nobody was following me. Nobody was liking me. Um, I didn't know what was happening. And turns out my profile was set up as private. So nobody could ever see anything. <laughs> and I had no clue. Uh, so that's how much I knew about Instagram. So I re- I started digging it, learning everything I could and um, found um, different ways that uh, I saw were, were working. I paid attention to what, you know, what works, what doesn't. And um, uh, one day I uh, saw this challenge on Instagram for makers for, um, it's, it's called March Meet the Maker, where for 30 days mm-hmm. each day you post a picture um, or photo and, and you write about a certain topic. So um, it was pretty hard for me because I was pretty sporadic and this I had to be on it every single day. And um, I did that um, halfway through. I was about done with it because it was a lot of work for me. I didn't think to plan ahead. So every day I would just get on, see what the topic for the day was. And here I needed to take a photo, think what I'm going to say. It was it was pretty exhausting. So, But then I saw some results and people started following me like big, big in big chunks. And I thought, you know what, I'm going to do it to the end. So mm-hmm. it ended and I checked my statistics and there were like three, four, five hundred people started to follow me every single day. So I thought, you know what? I think being consistent in just doing it regularly, that's what works. And I kept doing that. And just like that, in three months, 30,000 people from like nothing. I had a couple hundred maybe before. Mm-hmm. Um, and so from then on, it was just a consistent growth. Um, and then when Reels came out, and, you know, we all have strong feelings about reels <laughs> and I did as well. Oh boy, did I not like them. Um, but I, I felt like they were here to stay and I either could just throw in the towel, say, forget it, um, or just learn it. And I guess, you know, be flexible and give it a try. And I tried many times and I think I finally got it. Um, now mm-hmm. I can make a decent reel and I know how to do it. And so when I started posting reels, and the same thing happened in three months, I get another 30,000 people. Um, so yeah, for me, they worked. And now um, this is a new feature, which is not available to most people, but you can get paid with reels now. And that's what I'm doing mm-hmm. for three months now. I've been making money, making reels. I don't do anything extra, just like normal. I post my reels and bam, each month I get a thousand dollars for making reels. Mm-hmm. So um, I think they're going to roll it out to more people this year and next year. Mm-hmm. Right now, they're just testing it. And I um, somehow got included in the, you know, that um, number of people who it was open to. But um, I think that's pretty great because you can actually get something out of it, mm-hmm. out of all the work you put in. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's fantastic. Um, I kind of heard people talking about that. Uh, and I think they're doing on YouTube, they're doing something similar with shorts, whereas if you make YouTube shorts and you just happen to be picked, you know, Uh there's no real rhyme or reason as far as I'm aware, but Uh (laughs) they pick, you know, certain people every month to actually pay 
them out of some um, pool of money. Uh, so I'm assuming Instagram's doing something similar to that as well. So, you know, it's good to see, frankly, it's good to see these companies actually paying their content creators for, yeah. for a change. It's, it's, it makes a nice change. So yeah. hopefully that's something that sticks around. So, um, you, you know, you, you took part in the challenge, saw some consistent growth from that, keep being consistent. Does that mean you do like a post every day? Like what's your schedule? Mm -hmm. I do, I do make a post every day. Uh, I have for a long time now and I barely ever skip a day. And um, um, yeah, I mean, it's work. It takes time Mm -hmm. and effort Mm -hmm. to think about It's gotta be valuable content, not just, hi, happy Sunday. And that's it every day, you know? (laughs) Um, So, um, but, you know, batching helps, um, you know, when I take my photos, you know, I do different angles, close ups, all kinds of different photos, groups, I pull out some other products while I already have a setup, so I can just snap them all and then edit them all at once. And I have right now, like, you know, three years worth of pictures that I can use for my <laughs> Instagram. And then when you write a post, that's that's pretty challenging, I think, too, for uh, many people to think of what am I going to write today about. But I just simply go to the four, kind of outline the four types of posts. You know, they got to be informative, um, educational, uh, inspiring, or entertaining. And mm-hmm. um, as long as my content answers one of those, um, it's pretty good, you know, and, and there's different things you can post. Um, you know, I know that videos, they um, see a lot of um, engagement mm-hmm. more than photos. So I, I try to stick with those. And if you don't like reels or, you know, there are other ways you can you can do videos, just set up your phone and do a time lapse of what you're doing, you're packing, you're creating, whatever, um, or just just show your product. Um, mm-hmm. I do a lot of that on Pinterest now, and that's another great platform that worked for me well too. Um, mm-hmm. uh, pretty simple, really. You don't need to do much. It's not, not even a social platform, so just more like mm-hmm. a search engine and just post a bunch of videos there and they drive great traffic to your shop. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, on Instagram, I pay, I post once a day. Um, it's not, I mean, I don't think that's the magic number. You can be posting two, three times a day and still have results, but anything less than that, I think you're just uh, not going to grow as fast. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for sure. So when it comes to um, the growth of your actual shop and the, and the traffic going to your shop, what would you say are the kind of the the top drivers of traffic to your shop? Is it is it more you're seeing the results from Instagram and Pinterest or do you get a lot of Etsy search results or is it a bit of a mix? Mm-hmm. It's a mix. Right now it's really 50-50. Etsy brings half of my traffic and I do have with my Instagram primarily and, and a good bit with Pinterest. Um, it used to be the other way. It used to be I mean, we've always been kind of 50-50, but um, mm-hmm. my Pinterest used to perform really well um, for me. And um, I think something's changed a few months back and all of a sudden it just wasn't. So I mm-hmm. didn't know what happened. Um, but now that they have these, uh, what do they call them? Not stories, but these little... Um, oh, yes. There's I know a, exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Those little like videos <laughs> that you can do. So now I... I, I I try to do those and just recently I noticed that my traffic is coming back again mm-hmm. because I used to have um, 10, yes, 10 million 
10 million views a month mm -hmm. from Pinterest. And that's a pretty high number. So of course, mm -hmm. a, a chunk of that converts. And I know sales came from that as well. Um, but um, yeah, so Instagram is my main um, um, platform that uh, I bring traffic from uh, when it comes to like me doing it and then Pinterest. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Awesome. So let's talk about your photography for a minute, because I think that's something that sets you apart is that you have really beautiful photography. Uh, did you just, is that all self-taught? You just kind of play around and see what worked? Oh, totally self-taught. I'm no photographer at all. And, you know, if we scroll back down to my feet, like anybody's, it's going to look different. <laughs> um, but we all know with selling online, you know, your photos is everything. You got to have good photography. Um, so, yeah, just, I guess, with time and practice and experience, you get better and better. And um, there's no really secret you go you know, natural light and then a good editing program. I use Lightroom and that's, mm -hmm. it does wonders. I definitely I really recommend that to anybody easy to use and it uh, works well. But yeah, that's as far as photography goes. Um, I um, uh, pay a lot of attention to that because uh, mm -hmm. that's, that's what drives people, makes them buy, makes them click and look and uh, on mm -hmm. Instagram, um, you know, people pretty much decide whether to follow you or not based on how your feed looks. They're not going to mm -hmm. go through and read about what you have to say. If they like it, they'll follow and then they will read and get to know you better. But if mm -hmm. it's all uh, sporadic and just not good photos, um, you know. <laughs> yeah, you're not going to get those follows, definitely. Yes. So um, also, you, you know, looking at your shop, it's very, very well branded, like your color, your use of color in your products, in your um, logo and in your branding. Did it take you some time to develop that sort of branded feel and palette to your shop? Or is that just kind of naturally what you liked in the, the beginning and, and you went with it? Well, that's a really nice compliment because it's been a struggle for me. Um, <laughs> I, yeah, I always felt like I don't have, a, like I need branding, you know, I want to be a brand and not just an Etsy shop. Um, mm -hmm. But I, uh, I just couldn't. So I ended up just doing it all by myself and I'm not that kind of technical at all. I don't have the designer skills. I don't like, I really don't know how to do those things. It's all through just learning and self teaching and figuring things out. There's been a lot of figuring things out. Um, I mean, if you're a business owner, that just, that's natural that comes with it. You can't avoid it. Um, for the colors and the branding. Yeah. Um, that's not how it started at all. Um, it's just, over time, um, the more you create and make and offer products and you see what's popular, what people like. Um, and I've always tried to find that sweet spot where I don't just do only what I like or only what people want when I'm not mm -hmm. happy doing something that I don't enjoy, but got to find that balance between it's I like it and, you know, it's something that people want. So it just kind of evolved over time. And I came to certain colors or color palette that I enjoy. And I know people kind of know me for, because uh, I get a lot of messages and feedback on, on that, particularly my colors. And um, so now I, I noticed that I, um, that's the colors I wear. That's the colors are in my home. It's just everywhere. And anything I buy, it's always in those colors. Whether I just like made that decision, it just happens. Um, so um, 
yeah, with time, you just, I guess, maybe like find yourself because mm -hmm. at first it's hard to know. Not everybody starts out knowing exactly, you know, what, like what they are or uh, what they're about. Um, but that's how it came about. Yeah. And I think that's a really good thing for people to hear because, you know, a lot of people who say, take my setup shop course or, you know, getting started with a business, you know, I talk about figuring out your branding in the beginning and people get really hung up on making it perfect. And I'm like, just figure something out for now. Like yes. it doesn't have to be perfect. Just come up with something that's somewhat cohesive and run with it, but you can change it later. Like your business will evolve, your brand will evolve. And there's no reason why in a year or two, you know, if it's just, you, you've moved in a different direction you've or you've figured out what you're really about, you can change things. Um, you know, it took my, my jewelry business, it took me about... I think it was about four years before I really honed in on what it was about and, you know, figured out my branding and my colors and all that sort of mm -hmm. stuff. Um, and I went through so many different iterations over the time and that's, that's fine. There's nothing yeah. wrong with that. Yeah, you you got to try um, different things until you find mm -hmm. the one, the one that you like and your, your customers like. Hey, do you want to start or overhaul your Etsy shop? If so, I have a freebie for you. It is my free Etsy quick start guide, and it's just a two page checklist that will help you to make sure that you don't miss any important steps when you're starting or overhauling your Etsy shop. Don't make these common Etsy mistakes. Make sure your Etsy shop is the best that it can be. It's also packed full of links and additional resources on all aspects of Etsy shop setup. You can get it now by heading over to createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy guide. That's createandthrive.com forward slash Etsy guide. Can I ask what where the name came from I'm curious. oh the name yes um I know it's a tricky name and maybe that's the only part that I didn't really think through when I was picking out <laughs> uh, the name for people to be able to say it or type it out um so I knew I did not want to make my name specific to embroidery, not mm -hmm. Yulia's stitches or Yulia's embroidery hoops or stuff like that. Because even though I want to continue doing it for as long as, you know, I love it and there's market for it, I, you know, trends go up and down and demand comes and goes, you know, um, I don't want to limit myself to this only. Um, and my past shows that I, I'm interested in other things too, you know, uh, this may not be what I'll be doing forever. So mm -hmm. I wanted something that um, just true to me and myself and because I, which I'm sure by now you can tell I have an accent. <laughs> so I, <laughs> I was born and I grew up in Russia and I moved here to the States um, maybe 11 years ago. But mm -hmm. um, so I wanted something that was specific to me and maybe my roots or who I am and because I was from Russia I just picked this cute name uh, Matryoshka <laughs> doll shop um, those little things they're known as mm, Russian dolls or nesting dolls babushka dolls people call them different things but they're this traditional kind of souvenir and just um, something from Russia so that's that's how it really came <laughs> <laughs> yeah I think it's super cute I love your logo too it's very very cute uh, so, okay, so let's talk a bit about the nitty gritty of, of the process and what would you say has been one of the biggest challenges you've had to overcome during this process? Oh, okay. 
um, challenging many challenges, uh, so many challenges, <laughs> but with that also a lot of victories, honestly. Mm-hmm. Um, let's talk about both the biggest challenges, biggest victories, what, you know, let's, let's go through those. Yeah. So, um, let's see, probably the biggest challenge for me has been, I'm getting a little better at this now, but for the longest time it was, um, marketing my products, being comfortable with marketing, Mm -hmm. uh, and just overcoming the fears that come with myself being an extreme introvert, (laughs) like Mm -hmm. getting myself out there and talking about my products and selling my products to people. Um, You know, but then you think that it's an online business and it's not like you have to get up on the stage and pitch your product in front of a big audience. You know, you, you do this behind a computer or the screen and it makes it much easier that way. So like, this is the way to go. But then of course, because of that, even more, you need to market your product because how will people see it? Um, so that's where social media comes in. And mm-hmm. um, I've really had to overcome a lot of fears and feeling uncomfortable um, in just this past year, 2021, um, my goal was to, you know, do more of that because uh, I knew I, I, you know, had to add myself in it, some personality and connect with people. Um, so I started doing um, um, like stories on Instagram, um, mm-hmm. showing my product and I like, even up until now, I have never done a live video. I at this point, I'm not comfortable with that. And maybe someday I will. It's a work in progress. But you start with small <laughs> steps. You start easy and just easing into it. I would just uh, show my product um, and say just a few words about what it is. Um, you know, um, like, um, and send people to my shop. And um, like slowly, I make some progress, and I'm feeling more comfortable just having my voice there. <laughs> I'm not even showing mm-hmm. that much of myself. But really, um, marketing. Nobody likes salesy people, you know, or salesmen. And I would make the worst salesperson like you could find. Honestly, <laughs> I would. I can't sell things. But when it comes to my products and my business, I feel very passionate about it, and that mm-hmm. gives me the push, and that helps me. You know what? Um, I gotta do it, and because I want to, I will do it. So, what? Um, this realization I came that helped me a lot was you don't have to sell your stuff. You just need to tell a story. You know, people love stories. Just tell a story, just say what it is, why you love it, what's great about it, why they will love it. Um, Just pretty much share it. You gotta, you gotta, you know, put your product out there. um, And what happens is um, like what people don't see they can't buy so mm-hmm. um that's why um you know then social media is there f- to help you do that um and it's free marketing you don't need to pay for it uh, it's uh, it can be all organic it has been for me um and um yeah just um just i guess getting comfortable with that um um showing myself and um i've it's been a work in progress and um, like right now, um, I um, this past year, I did a 
my first in-person workshop, which was pretty big for me to just go out there and teach <laughs> 25 people how to do embroidery. Um, uh, then I, in a few weeks, I have a brand coming to my home to do a story about my business, which is pretty scary, but you know, you got to feel the fear and do it anyway. So I just keep telling that myself. <laughs> yes. <laughs> it's, it's always been good for me. When it's done, you'll be so happy you did it. So yeah. it's no matter how hard it is, you just, it's good for you. And look right now, I'm sitting here in this episode on the podcast with you. You tell me that six months ago, and I was saying never in a million years what are you talking about so that's how you get there taking small steps I love it yes feel the fear do it anyway brilliant brilliant so let's let's look at the rest of your life because I'm curious you know you're, you're a mum. you have two kids mm-hmm. uh, you work from home and how does how does it how does the week the day how does that all work in your life how do you balance everything out Okay, balance this word. <laughs> I know it's a terrible um, where word. Where do I start? I mean, there's so much to say here. I mean, I, <laughs> yes. Well, um, I'm making a, like a, a shift right now currently. But if you asked me this just a little bit ago, my my days were very hectic and just sporadic and overwhelming, very chaotic. Um, mm-hmm. Because um, I, you know, I work from home, it's my home business, but then I have a two-year-old, which I started the business right a few months before she was born. So mm-hmm. for the longest time, I had this baby and then I, my business was my baby and both of them needed 100% of my time. And, you know, <laughs> then I have another child, then my husband and, you know, the home, other responsibilities, everything needed a part of me and there was nothing left. I was spread so thin for a year when I first started and my daughter was born, I didn't take any time off at all. I was Mm -hmm. so committed to growing this business. I was afraid to fail and I thought I'm gonna give it everything I have. So literally this story, (laughs) just thought about it. I like um, when we were in the hospital, the next day after the baby was born, we were still in the hospital. I actually sent my husband to the post office to send this package for me because I just (laughs) couldn't do it. I would do it if I could, but I couldn't. And he was with me. We were all in this blur and in pain. And I said, you got to go to the post office and send this. That's just how committed I was. Um, And so, yeah, the first year was pretty rough because she um, didn't sleep good at all. And I was giving so much time to my business. So for a whole year, I would say I didn't sleep practically. I got about four hours of sleep every night for a year. It was so exhausting. I cannot tell you, it was probably the darkest year of my life, Uh, (laughs) but I made a mistake of not taking time off. You know, if I Mm. couldn't do it differently, I would go back and no, I just had a baby, you know, I need to (laughs) take care of the baby and myself and my family. But this business, you know, I was very passionate about it. So that was, yeah, there was no work-life balance there. It was terrible. Um, then, you know, I, I knew I had to change something. Something had to be done. It couldn't go on much longer. And that's when I started to, you know, finding ways to uh, figure it out. So slowly it, it was getting better and better. And um, finally, I 
I was still busy, but at least I was making money. But then I just realized, you know what, the more, like the further you're in your path and the more success you have, all these things and opportunities will just come your way and they don't stop. And um, you will always have more opportunities than time, than you have time mm. for them, really. So you got to discern what's, um, you know, what to say yes to and what, you need to be okay with letting go uh, because you can't do it all, all the time. Um, <laughs> so um, then um, I came across uh, Christy Wright. She has a podcast, The Christy Wright Show, and she wrote a book, Take Back Your Time. Um, it drastically changed my view on work-life balance and helped in so many ways. And if you're a walking, breathing, living thing, you need to read that book. Everybody needs to read that book. I <laughs> would so recommend it. Um, and I honestly, I just read, right now I, I'm still like on page 20, but I can't, I keep rereading them. There's so much truth in those first 20 pages that I can't go on until I just keep rereading and soaking it all in because it's just so good. Um, so um, uh, what happened, well, what, what she talks about is um, how the world uh, shows us work-life balance and how we think about it. It's um, we, you know, us being able to do um, all the things and somehow um, stretch our day and fit all the tasks. And you gotta work, you have a full-time job, you have a side hustle that you need to grow, you know, your kids, your marriage, do all that and do it all well, take care of your home, keep it always clean. Plus on top of that, you gotta get up early in journal. You gotta go work out three times a day. You gotta go do <laughs> yoga, take walks in the woods, take you know uh, breaks for self care. You meet up with friends, you go on trips and it just never ends, you know, all these things. And we think that once I finally can squeeze it all and do it all um, and be able to give time to all of those things, that's when I will feel, you know, bad. I can balance work and life. But the truth is, uh, I mean, it's unrealistic. Nobody can do all those things all the time, every day. No. Um, no. So uh, we feel kind of like we're failing because we, we just can't reach there. We can't get there. And on social media, we see all these pictures and that is so not true, you know. Mm -hmm. <laughs> and um, I think the trick here, and that's what she talks about, you got to it's not about like doing all the things all the time. You got to do the right things at the right time. So for example, like I, I think about myself and my journey, um, you know, Black Friday is a very, very busy time for me. Um, like I know I have several days or two weeks when I need to put in a lot of work because that's the busiest time. That's my focus. And I cannot mm -hmm. feel bad about not spending time uh, with my kids, taking them to parks every day, because this is the time to work. And, um, you know, and, and I feel good about it because right now I focus on that and I can do it well. Then I recently was featured by Etsy. That was a this big deal, um, came from mm -hmm. nowhere. And for three days I had a product just flying off my shelves nonstop and I probably in a weekend that weekend I made what I make a month you know it was crazy and I'm the only one working you know I don't I don't have help it's all me doing everything so I just had to tell my husband honey 
you know, all the meals and the kids are on you for the next three days when I need to prepare this and ship it out because it wasn't product that was sitting ready. I had to actually mm-hmm. make things. Um, oh, man. <laughs> it's this, and this wasn't uh, embroidery. This was like embroidery designs that mm-hmm. um, pretty much I had to cut out 1,500 little design pieces uh, in, in two to three days and ship them on time. So... Um, Yes. So I put all the family stuff on hold and I said, okay, honey, you're in charge of that right now because I need to focus on this. <laughs> and then I, you know, I, I can't blame myself for not uh, playing every day with them. I was working day at night to get this done, but then it's all done and over. Um, then Christmas comes and I close up my shop and I don't think about my work. And for the first time in three years, I was able to take time off and we left uh to see family we were gone so no work and i it's you know the the priority is my family i spend time Mm -hmm. with them so then that's pretty much how you you think about what is the right time to do right now and Mm -hmm. you feel good about your decision and uh you just you know you you feel confident that this is what you should be doing and that's where the balance comes from um Mm. it's not so much like how much I can fit in my day and more efficient, more productive, more organized, uh, you know, and those are all good things, very good things. They helps me tremendously, but the true balance, I feel like doesn't come from finding more hours in a day. It's more about how you feel and the life you create for yourself and, um, you know, just achieving your goals, um, f- having fulfillment and just doing the work you love. And that's that's what we all really crave. It's just um, somebody's picture of balance can look different from yours. You know, mm-hmm. the world tells you you need to, um, um, you know, do all those things and you're failing if you're not. But, um, you know, don't, don't let that discourage you because mm-hmm. you decide what's right for you and you um only you know what's you know what you want and what's right for you so just <laughs> that's I feel like my I'm word for the day that. like <laughs> it's so good so yeah, good and it's so it's true. like it's from the book you know I didn't say it I'm just so there's just so truth in that that people mm-hmm. I feel like we need to realize because um it's um it's very easy to see, like, look around and see what social media tells you, what they like, this picture that they paint, and it's just not reality. And you can still, here's the truth bomb you can still be busy. No, you can be busy, but still have balance in your life. And it's true, I am busy, but I do the work I love. I bring meaningful income. I, you know, I still get to see my kids grow up, um, and I am my own boss. So there's that balance in that. That's all I've ever wanted. And no matter how many hours I work, you know, as long as, <laughs> as long as I'm happy and, um, you know, this works for me and my family, that's it. That's it. You're right. That's all that matters. Um, and I like this concept, uh, about, you know, balance, but over time, like I see it almost like there are seasons throughout mm-hmm. the year, for you know, sure. like there are seasons for doing certain things, more of certain things than others where you have to focus on maybe you focus more on your business like you said around the black friday if that's something you do or pre-christmas preparation or whatever mm-hmm. and it might take you if you're new especially it might take you a few years to kind of get into the rhythm of that but i i feel like 
and my life now is very rhythmic over the year. Like mm-hmm. there are certain times of the year where I do certain things in my personal life and in my business life. And, you know, it doesn't, it's not all balanced all the time. There's, there's going to be times mm-hmm. where you're more focused on one thing than another. And that's fine. Like that's just perfectly normal and yeah you can't do all of the things all of the time to the perfect the perfect level like it's just not possible <laughs> so I think that was excellent excellent yeah. advice Thank good. You well that was really good question <laughs> <laughs> um okay so well we're, we're approaching the end of our hour so I guess I'll wrap up with a couple of final final questions uh one of which maybe is what you just said then but is there another piece of advice that you would love to give makers and maybe to rephrase this you know if you could speak to your your earlier self who was who was starting out what's something you really wish that you could tell yourself oh goodness um hmm well um what i think would be a good advice for somebody starting out is um, do the best you can with what you have where you're at. Uh, mm-hmm. I feel like that speaks to maybe more of the people who are starting out because you don't you're limited on resources or maybe space or knowledge about how to do things. You know, I didn't know anything about running a business. Um, but as long as you're doing the best you can at the time, you know, it's easy to compare with people who are in the same uh, field or industry that are way ahead of you. And then you feel discouraged or jealous or, you know, run away from those feelings. They don't do you any good. If anything, get motivated and see where you can be, but you got to put in the work. And I think Maybe I'm a little old-fashioned that way, but I believe in working hard, and I have been working hard. But it doesn't mean I didn't work smart. I also worked smart, but it it doesn't mean you just figure it out and get to sit back and it's done. And you just that's it. You did all the work. It work never stops. You know things change all the time, and you gotta keep up with it. You gotta stay on top of it. So there's always work to do. Um, there's just like sometimes smarter ways to do it. Um, but um, yeah. Um, wherever you are in your journey as long as you just do the best you can uh, gradually over time it can be slow growth it can be fast growth um, you will you know you you will get there uh, and reach your goals so um, just keep at it yes absolutely very good and do you have like are you looking towards the future? Are there kind of any big plans or projects you have, or are you just kind of happy to keep going with the flow and see where things take you? Mm-hmm. I'm very happy to go with the flow. I now <laughs> finally, I think I, I, I like where I'm at. I reached a really big goal this past year. It was my financial goal. And um, in the very end of December, you know, I set a bold goal <laughs> of making um hundred thousand dollars a year and never i would think that you can do that with embroidery but um it it happened and um that's that's good enough for me i i'll be i i don't you know i'll be happy not um just staying where i'm at just because i'm the only person you know doing the job and one can only do so much you know to scale sometimes you need to maybe start hiring and i'm not really looking to do that but you never know. Who knows what will happen in five years? Uh, you can plan all you want, but you really don't know what's going to happen tomorrow. Um, so um, I know for sure that I will I will not go back to working a 
regular nine to five job. I like being my own boss. And once you experience <laughs> that, um, I just, yeah, this is what I'm going to be doing. I will have my business. It might look different. It might change somewhat, but I'll be a happy business owner uh, doing what I love and being my own boss, you know, bringing income to my family. And um, this is where I'll be. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I totally agree with that. Like once you become your own boss, <laughs> it's like yes. the idea of going back to working a job is uh, not appealing. Oh, yeah. No, all. no, thank you. No, I <laughs> it's pretty cool thinking about us like makers. You created a job for yourself from nothing. Mm -hmm. You just created a job um, and you should be very proud of yourself. <laughs> yeah, I agree. I think it's pretty amazing. All these people out there all over the world just creating something out of nothing. <laughs> and yeah. employing themselves and uh, making a living out of it, which is fantastic. Uh, okay, do you, did you by any chance bring along today a quote that is uh, that you're a fan a of, quote? that inspires yes, you? Yes, I have a quote. I have many, many quotes and I <laughs> like do have trouble thinking which one should I, but just to keep it simple, I like um, this quote has always, um, always been like, uh, in the back of my mind through my journey and it's um by um uh estelle lauder and i don't know if i say it right estelle lauder mm -hmm. she does makeup uh, but uh she says don't dream about success work for it and there's again about working working you gotta work <laughs> you gotta do the work uh so yeah all the you know people look around and they 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 have a dream they talk about pursuing their passion well you gotta start working you know you gotta mm -hmm. put in the effort and the hours and if um you know you do that um you will you will get somewhere hopefully where you want to be um so that's um i like the quote don't dream about it work for it um maybe not yeah a popular um kind of view these days everybody wants to get a easy way um, get rich and um but i'm not about cutting corners and finding loopholes you know mm -hmm. um so um yeah don't don't be afraid to ro roll up your sleeves <laughs> that's what i believe yeah i agree and i think you know i people who like myself you know i've, I've been in business for a very long time and so I've reached the point where I don't have to work as hard or as long mm -hmm. hours as I did in the beginning. And I worry sometimes that people will look at that and I'll be you know, like, oh, well, you know, why can't I do a four, four day work week? You know, I'm like, well, <laughs> That's I'm, right. I'm, thir I'm 13 years in, my husband works with me full time. Like, it's not like I'm the only person running. If I was the only person running both my businesses, I would have much longer work hours than, than I do now. You know, there's two people running running the business and running the home as well. You know, he does the bulk of the domestic stuff. So you, like you were saying earlier, you know, you, you can't really compare your situation to someone else's situation because they're at a different point in their journey. They have different support structures around them. Um, you know, you, you can only look at your own situation and go, how can I make this situation work better for me? Mm -hmm. You know, are there things that I can do where I am right now to, you know, work smarter or get help from someone or, you know, whatever it might be, just focus on you and your situation. And the same, like you mentioned earlier about, you know, looking at other people's social media and comparing yourself. 
Um, look, I think it's in, I think it's helpful and important to look at the you know your co- competition mm-hmm. or the, the other people in your niche just to get an idea of what they're doing and what's working in that space. But then stop looking at it. Yes. <laughs> like yes. don't don't keep going back to those people over and over again and then thinking, oh, why aren't I doing as well as them? Why aren't I doing this? You know, you have to you have to change your focus once you've done like that market research. Change your focus to you because your business is the only one you control. You don't control anybody else's business. You don't control how successful they are. And if you keep getting distracted and envious and jealous of of how somebody else is doing, you're wasting energy that you could be putting into your own project and your own thing. Um, And I think that's a really important thing. 100%. Absolutely. Yes. You know, go look at Yulia's shop, you know, look at her her Instagram for inspiration as to what is possible and what you can do if you commit to it and commit to the work and figure out a way that works, you know, for you. Uh, But then don't get don't get caught up in that. I mean, you know, the same thing with me. There's plenty of people who have bigger Instagram followings than me or more successful businesses than me or more sales than me. I don't care because that's it's not me and that's not what yeah. matters to you me. Gotta you got to do you. Know? You do you yeah. and no matter what people say, or you got to do what you want. Yeah. If you're happy and you're getting the results you want, that's all that matters in True. the end of the day. So just work towards your dream and do it your way. Awesome. Yulia, this has been an absolute pleasure to chat with you today. Well, thank you for having <laughs> yeah. me. Me too. Yes. <laughs> it's uh i love your story i love your passion and your dedication to working hard and uh figuring it out and it's really paid off for you and i'm i'm so happy to see that uh if people do want to check out your work uh where can they go to find you yes so uh matryoshka doll shop is my website it will take you straight to my etsy shop and also i am on instagram a lot every day stop by message me say hello i'll chat with you it's also matryoshka doll shop easy peasy to find and of course we'll put the links in the show notes if you're not sure how to spell it yes Um, (laughs) (laughs) so you can go find it but i'm sure it won't be too difficult because it pops right up so thank you so much for sharing your story with us today yulia and uh i'll be following and seeing what you're doing into the future thanks so much jess it's been a joy I hope you enjoyed listening to that as much as I enjoyed recording it. It was super fun and there was so much to gain from what Yulia has gone through and the lessons she's learned. And I hope she inspired you. I hope she inspired you as to what is possible when you are smart about it and you put the work in and she's done an amazing job. Thank you again for listening to the show. Make sure to subscribe if you haven't on your favorite pod catcher. And if you are enjoying this show, please do give me a rating and a review. It really, really brightens my day when I see somebody give us a five-star review and write what you love about the show. And of course, it helps other people to know that the show is worth listening to. So if you could do that over on Apple Podcasts or on Spotify, that would be amazing. Thank you so much for being here. And remember, if you want to spruce up your Etsy shop, head on over to youtube.com forward slash Jess Van Den and take part in my free Etsy shop spring clean challenge that is running right now. And hey, if you're listening to this later on, the videos will still be there. You can go work through it at your own pace and your own time and do it at any time. So thank you for being here. Thank you to everyone who supports the show. I will be back again soon with another episode. Bye for now. Bye for now.